The chairman of the House Armed Services Committee is out with his version of the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. And there is one big surprise. Space Force is not addressed at all. The committee is going to hash out its opinion on the new military service later this week. That bill is also expected to authorize annual funds for the Defense Department. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me now to talk more about this year's version of the House NDAA. Hey there, Scott. Hey. So let's start with the Space Force. Um, As we said, there is no mention in the chairman's mark. So how how is the committee going to deal with this week? Right. Well, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be marking up the bill on Wednesday. And by doing that, they're going to probably get some sort of amendment that has to do with the Space Force, since it's not in any of the submarks and it's not in any of the uh, the chairman marks. So uh, we're expecting a someone to put in an amendment, and then there's going to be a debate about it. There's probably going to be more than one amendment uh, uh, per- pertaining to the Space Force, and then they're just going to talk about it for a very, very long time, is, is my uh, prediction at least. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons that Adam Smith did this, who Adam Smith being the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, is because there was such a wide range of opinions on how the Space Force should be handled. One of the House Armed Services Committee aides said that uh, really it, it covers both sides. It goes across the aisle. Some people want it within the Air Force. Some people want it as a completely separate service. Some people don't want it at all. So it's going to be a, a good debate, should be something worth turning, tuning into and uh, seeing what ends up happening. Uh, the Senate side already has the Space Force in their marks. So, uh, you know, either way, however this this works out, there's going to be some sort of debate. And, of course, the administration has already moved on its own to set up a U.S. Space Command. So does the chairman's mark deal with space in any way, shape, or form? Well, they obviously do you know, give money for the, the Space Command, and so did the uh, appropriations bill. But the Space Force itself, actually within the bill, does get $15 million. Now, it doesn't say exactly what that's for. It's for operations and maintenance, and uh, it's far less than the $72 million that the House, uh, the White House had asked for in order to set up the headquarters for the, the Space Force. So uh, they are putting some money in there. And, and, you know, the House Appropriations Bill also puts some money in there for a, a similar type of thing. And, and I, I'm guessing what this might be for is to further research what the, the Space Force is going to be doing, what its roles might be, so that in the future, future Congresses might be able to tackle this issue if it's not addressed in this 2020 NDAA. Now, of course, the Senate Armed Services Committee has already finished its version of the 2020 NDAA. So what what do they do on Space Force? What what might need to be reconciled later on as the House and Senate go to conference? Right. Well, it, it pretty much asks for what the White House asked. Or it pretty much does what the White House asked, which was to put the Space Force within the Air Force. Now, it is a little bit more uh, light than what the, the administration had asked for. It says that the DOD can't use any extra funds or personnel in order to do this, so they have to take everything from other commands and bring them over to, to make it happen. Uh, how they're exactly going to do that without adding extra money is going to be an interesting feat, but uh, we'll see how that works out. So if the House does pass anything that has to do with the Space Force that is slightly different than what the Senate has in its bill, they're going to have to reconcile that, and I'm sure that will be something that uh, you know the the uh, Congress will want to debate once again. Okay, and how about overall uh, spending levels in the chairman's proposal here? Because I think we've long been expecting that it would come in at some number below what DoD requested. Right, and it's it's not too much below what DoD requested. They requested seven hundred and fifty billion dollars. What the authorizer authorizers gave 
uh, DOD was, in, at least on the House side, is 733. Now, that includes money that would go into the Department of Energy and a couple other non-DOD agencies, but is still considered part of the DOD budget. Uh, and, you know, a lot of what they took out of that has to do with the border, the border wall and some of the money that would go into, into that. Uh, one of the other things that they did was take money out of the OCO account and put it back into the base budget. If you remember, the White House really kind of pulled a little bit of a scheme here to try and uh, skirt around sequestration. What they did was put $98 billion in OCO, which is an emergency war uh, budget that is not subject or beholden to the budget caps, and then just put the money up to or, or appropriated up to the uh, ba the base budget up to the, the budget caps. The House was not thrilled by that. They put $69 billion into OCO and put everything back into the uh, the base budget. The appropriators, the House appropriators, also did a very similar thing. So what that means is that if this bill passes and if the appropriations bill passes, that the Congress will have to come to a budget deal in order to raise those budget caps to stay in line with what the uh, the bill says. Right. Okay. Any other uh, major provisions of note in the bill this year? Yeah, there, there's one pretty interesting thing, which is that uh, the, there's been a lot of acquisition reforms in the past years. And so the Congress is trying to slow down a little bit. But one thing that they got from the Defense Innovation, Innovation Board is that uh, software needs to move faster. So they're giving DOD the opportunity to make faster life cycles between um, uh, for software, for procuring software. And what that really does is sort of just kind of speed up how they can procure things and gives it its own pathway to procurement that's different than uh, how other things are, are used in the FAR. All right. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks very much. Thank you. And you can find our coverage of this year's NDAA process at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.